0: Good morning. This is One in 36, a presentation from Anderson Center for Autism, celebrating their centennial in 2024. One in 36 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder.
1: Good morning and welcome to 1 in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and um, I'm the Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And with me today are uh, two of my, I'm going to call you colleagues because we have worked, uh, you know, really closely with Special Olympics New York for a long time at Anderson. Um, so although you don't work for Anderson, we work um, sort of collectively around our mission to optimize the quality of life for individuals with autism um ellen Pakula, you are the regional director of mid-state for special olympics new york great that's correct all right um great and then will smith uh program and development specialist uh at special olympics new york and a uh 26 year athlete so thank you for being on the show Thanks for having
0: us. Thank you very much.
1: It's my pleasure. Um, so I've worked at Anderson for 17 years, and during that time, um, the Anderson Blue Knights, uh, who, who are our team, um, have participated with Special Olympics New York in a capacity uh, that kind of ebbed and flowed, depending on you know what was going on in the world and where um, what sports were new, what were what were um, our athletes were interested in training for and sort of the coaching um, availability, all of which maybe we'll touch on today. But it's always been a really wonderful part of the program. Our athletes love it. Their families really love it. Um, I've had a chance to go to the state games, um, uh, or no, maybe not the state games, but the West Point games, which was always a highlight um, when when that was happening. And I think that the role that Special Olympics New York has, at least for the Anderson athlete, uh, athletes, has really been to beautifully complement all of the other Works that they're involved in reaching their individual um, and team goals. So with that being said, um, I'm wondering, Ellen, if you could talk a little bit about your background, what brought you to your role today and uh, share with us anything really new or exciting that's going on uh, in your work.
2: I started with Special Olympics um, here, not right here, but um, in this particular area um, in 1992. So I've been with Special Olympics 32 years now wow um, yeah it's been a while i i'll, I'll be here forever i think <laughs> um i i plan on retiring out of this particular job which is is a fantastic thing to say and p- particularly in today's day and age um it's it's kind of a fun thing so i appreciate um like will has been with the organization with special olympics and participating for 26 years so i've seen him from the day he came in and um that's that's just it's great like i've seen him when he was a little kid participating and now he's my employee. It's, it's just like an awesome transition. Um, but it's just, uh, it's one of those things. Special Olympics is a, is a lovely uh, organization where you, you get caught up in it and, and you spend your entire life in different multiple parts of it. And So many of my friends are involved in, in various aspects of the organization doing different things. In fact, I just called one of my friends down in Florida and said, hey, can you help out? I need this. This is your specialty. Can you do this? And they they created a a piece for something that Will was putting together as part of his his, um, project for the Athlete Leadership um, Council. And so my friend down in Florida did this this thing to help them out, which was just fantastic. And I think that's what Special Olympics is all about. It's, it's about so many different facets of getting people involved with different things. Um, I'm, I'm not exactly answering your question. but No,
1: you are. You're doing a great
2: job. Keep going. There's, there's just so many different facets and ways to get involved with our organization. And everybody has an impact in their own way. And I think that's what makes our organization so fantastic and, and, and wonderful um there's no one thing that someone can't do that's going to help us so that's part of what makes every day new and exciting about what it is that we do um you know somebody that has a disability can come and work with us to help Mm -hmm. us um so there's there's no limit there's no limit as to who can help us and how they can help us um and that's very unique to what it is that we do.
1: Thank you, Ellen. That's a great, um, you covered so many points. And, and I love, um, you know, your background. And I agree with you. What a wonderful thing to know that you're where you want to be for the rest of your career. Um, I can certainly relate to that feeling when, especially when every day is different, and you get to work with so many different people. Um, if you enjoy that kind of thing, then it sounds like you're definitely in the right place so I, I appreciate that. You also covered some things that I, I definitely want to highlight, which is people who want to get involved in, Ooh. in volunteering with Special Olympics or, or even seeking opportunities for employment or involvement in some capacity. Um, I can speak definitely for the people on our staff at Anderson who pursued coaching opportunities. And I, I just think it's a good way to sort of plug the benefits that you will receive as just an individual human person um when you when you take that step to to become a coach. Um, people have really enjoyed that role. And I believe there's still a need for probably new cohorts of coaches um uh, across organizations and maybe even within Special Olympics New York. Um, so is there a place that you would send somebody for more information to if they're interested in getting more involved in a coaching or and or other capacities or a website or someplace you'd want them to wait at, that you'd want them to get in touch with you?
2: Absolutely. Um, they can they can reach out to us directly. Um, you know, at, on our website, I think is probably the best way to get in touch with us, which is um, SpecialOlympicsNewYork.org that's probably the easiest way to reach out and there's a whole section there on coaching. And once you get in there, all of our regions are broken out. Um, demographically and if you have a specific area where you know where you reside just click on that area and it'll tell you you'll you'll see my name under where I'm at um and you can reach out to me directly you can reach out to um, the folks in our offices and we can certainly hook you up as to anything and everything that you'd want to do you want to volunteer for the day fantastic you want to volunteer for an hour we're good with that you want to yes. volunteer for the rest of your life we'll rope you in whatever whatever you know we're, <laughs> we're good right.
1: That's that's awesome. Start somewhere because, um, like I said, I know that when you're when an organization is down on coaches, uh, meaning don't have enough it really does have a direct implication as to how many athletes can participate in that event or on that day or, you know, for that season. And it really is, it's an unfortunate thing when that's the reason why somebody can't participate. So while we understand that maybe not everybody is ready to take on a lifelong career doing this, like you said, Ellen, if you can participate for an hour or for one event or for one day, or maybe a series of, you know, one season of one particular event that you especially enjoy, um, it really does make the difference. It can honestly make or break somebody else's opportunity to participate as an athlete. So I would plug that because um, I know I, firsthand what happened when we didn't have uh, as many coaches as we once did. Well, we're, I'm, I think I'm going to save save talking to you for the second half of the show, just because we're kind of getting close to the end of this first half, and um, I want to give you due time. So, Ellen, if you don't mind, um, tell us sort of the status of of Special Olympics New York. We had you've obviously been around for a long time. Um, then we had a pandemic, mm-hmm. which had I think a pretty detrimental effect on so many things, including you know, at least some of the sports that were indoors and in close proximity and all of that. Um, where are we today coming out of COVID-19 pandemic?
2: Right now, um, it, it, was, it was a rough rough and tumble in 2022, uh, 2020, coming into 2021. Um, you know, a lot of folks, uh, especially agency-based individuals, Um, We're still not able to come back to our programs because of agency restrictions, which totally we understand. So we were doing a lot of things um, virtually, which at least it was something that we were doing. But now it's it's fantastic. We've had a, a wonderful, wonderful rebound. And we're probably at 75 to 80 percent of what our capacity was prior to, which is amazing, I think, considering that we're what like three and a half years out now from that complete, yeah. completely. So to be at 75 percent to eighty percent that's that's pretty amazing to have our numbers have have rebound that that much um I think as with the athletes, the coaches maybe not so much, which is, it's tough because we need to have coaches in order to have the athlete numbers up. The athlete numbers are fantastic. The coaches numbers are different. So the coaches have become very sedentary, I think. um, And that's a battle for us. So I'm um, seeing like the coaches would rather do something different, like not a lot um they're, they've become very <laughs> complacent and are like hey I binge watched something for 27 hours which like as soon as I got out of the house like from from you know being cooped up for I don't know six months like I spent a lot of time in the office because I was the only one still at 100% like of of work time because all of the rest of the staff were furloughed um so I I was great because I was getting out of the house quite a lot because it gave me space, but um still I wanted to be out. As soon as like I had full rain and was able to go back out again, I was out hundred percent of the time. I just wanted not to be stuck in a space. Hooped up, right? Yeah, you know. So like I didn't want to binge watch anything anymore. I still don't. But, you know, people, I guess, other folks, not so much like they're they're still in that mindset, I think. I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know? I think I think it's very
1: hard to um, for people to get out of that because it was such a long period of time. And including yeah. young people who, um, you know, whether they were in school at the time, maybe finishing high school or in college, it really did have a huge effect on them. Yep. And just socializing is different and getting out is different. Um. But I think, you know, Let's just restate before we go to break what you said, because because I think this is important for our listeners to hear. Again, a real reason, a concrete, clear reason as to why taking that leap to contact Ellen to get on that website, which is specialolympicsnewyork.org. Um, it's Special Olympics NY or Full New York? NY. Okay, specialolympicsny.org to find out more about coaching and and how you can get involved is because remember, they're back 75 to 80% capacity of the athletes who are participating in the programs and the coaches numbers are not growing at that rate, which means again, you've got this growing number of athletes. Who deserve every opportunity in the world to participate in their sport or sports of choice. And some of them are missing out because there just aren't enough coaches. So, um, on this, at least in my area of New York today, it is gorgeous. It may be a little chilly, but it is a beautiful sunny day. So look out your window if you're listening and think, you know what? I could be out there making an impact in somebody's life. And, um, just by way of saying, again, start small. I can, I can coach for an hour. Um, and, and it goes from there. So I just want to push on that point again because it seems like that's a real that's a need right now to get the special olympics new york program really back to where it was
2: that's a good jumping off point
1: all right excellent thank you ellen we're going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to uh talk with will smith um program and development specialist and 26 year uh athlete with special olympics new york and we'll be right back this is one in 36 weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder
0: if i could be you and you could be me
2: Somewhere, there's a river rushing through the woods
1: while someone rushes through their day. There's a mountain looking up at the sky while someone looks down at their phone. A trail waiting to be walked while someone waits for a latte. This world is full of somewheres waiting for someone just like you. So go see yours at 154 National Forests and 20 Grasslands. And to learn more, visit nationalforests.org the National Forest Foundation. See your somewhere.
0: And now, One in 36 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism.
1: Welcome back to One in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And I'm talking today with Ellen Pakula. Am I saying your name right, Ellen? Great. Okay. <laughs> She's nodding at me, everybody, just so you know. Um, and Will Smith, uh, both from Special Olympics New York. Um, honestly, talking to you and hearing what you were saying the first half of the show, Ellen, just further reminded me of the joy um, that I recall seeing on the faces of not just the athletes from Anderson, the Anderson Blue Knights, um, who of course I, I love and, and support very much, but all of the athletes when I was able to go to the West Point games, which was a really special event. Um, and also the joy on the faces of their parents, their brothers and sisters, their fellow teammates, the staff who, who work with them and support them, their coaches, Talk about community um, engagement and community, like shared, joyful, exuberant experience. That's what comes to mind when I was at those events. Um, so I'm just thrilled to hear that capacity is growing. Less thrilled to hear the coaches are hard to come by, but hoping that maybe with this little interview, we can get some people out of their living rooms and, and uh, back in gear for coaching. Um, so, Will, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and, um, and uh, what you're doing with Special Olympics New York right now?
0: Absolutely. Um, as mentioned, um, I've been in, involved for 26 years as an athlete, and almost coming up on five of the, these years now, um, I've been working here in the Hudson Valley as a program and development specialist. Um, so I assist um, Ellen, Um, With a lot of our inputting and programming uh, into um, a lot of our competitions, I help assist at our fundraising events whenever needed, uh, and I do a lot of planning and implementation on our local and statewide athlete leadership councils. That's a lot of work. Um, Meaningful work, of course.
1: Well, I'm I'm thinking that
0: because if you've been doing that for five
1: years, but you've been an athlete for 26, was this a journey of yours to get to the point where you were working for this organization that that obviously you were very involved with, from
0: the athlete perspective for so long? It's always been a journey for me personally to just to try um, to always have meaningful employment. Um, and when this was first presented to me, I was almost in shock that, um, that it came to be and came to be. And here we are almost five years later. Um, and I'm, there's times where I'm still in shock and awe only because I'm here, um, to almost give, not almost to give back. To mm-hmm. not, not, um, to a lot of people that have supported my, not only myself, but to my twin sister Rebecca, who's also involved, um, in a lot, in a lot of our programming, um, and give back to people like Ellen and to people such like my coaches who have known me for such a long time and have seen me come to grow to where I'm at now. Um, it, it, it doesn't even feel like work half the time. Um, yeah, and, and to circle it back and now follow in their footsteps and help other athletes to reach their potential, whether it being um, at the highest level of competition or to provide leadership opportunities. Um, again, it, it, it's one of those things where if you love what you do. It Doesn't even feel like work half the time, and that's and that's currently where, where I proudly sit at today.
1: That's fabulous to hear. And listening to Ellen before say how you know she can she remembers knowing you and seeing you participate when you were um, you know a kid, and now um, an adult working. With her as a colleague, it's um it, it brings to mind something that has recently been on my mind a lot, and it's been coming up in all sorts of meetings, and even in in a couple of meetings I had just earlier today, where people are saying to me now, you know, it's all about relationships. Everything all comes down to relationships, and um, I say that a lot in my line of work, and I mean it. Um, and the two of you are reinforcing that that. You know, it it really uh it, it often doesn't feel like work no matter what you're doing. If you're enjoying and sort of cultivating those relationships with your colleagues, your, you know, the your staff, your um participants, the families, um, the coaches, just it and Special Olympics New York. Um, like I said, I had the pleasure of doing a couple of events with with um members of your organization over the years that I've been with Anderson. We had some zombie runs on our Anderson's campus. Um that were really, really fun. Um, actually, my daughter, when she was six years old, I think that was maybe the first 5K she ever ran with me was a, was one of those races. And it was a great way to introduce her both to where I worked and running, but also to, um, you know, what is Special Olympics New York and, and why do we, why do we um, want to be affiliated? So that was very cool. Um, and, and again, uh, also took my own children to, to West Point games and had a chance to talk to a lot of families. I, you probably hear this frequently, but I hear from families a lot that competitive sports is often something that when their child first receives a diagnosis, um, for, for us in, you know, where I work, it's usually an autism diagnosis. It's one of the things that they kind of say, okay, well, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to be that parent in the stands cheering on my child. Um, and maybe that was something that they were thinking about when they were um, first planning their family and that kind of thing. Do you hear that from families, that, that this offers an opportunity for them to to kind of get back something that they thought they would never
2: have? That's a big story, because 90 percent of the time um, when we hear something similar to that, the parent is usually in tears and they, they come down and they're just like, Oh, my God, all my other kids went through this and and I never thought I'd see this day. You know, now now my kid, this, you know, you know, Timmy or Janie got a medal like I I never thought I'd see this day. And that that's always you know, that's always awesome. That that's just you know, that that makes you know, that day is is always the coolest day because when we made this happen. you know. Yeah, Um, it is
1: you know, it, that, that's a, that's a great payday. It really is. It's that's yeah. a super thing. we call that at Anderson, the, um, the, uh, the, what is it? The silent paycheck, something like that. Something where, yeah. you know, it's really sort of the, the thing that, that you don't realize how it's going to feel until it happens and it hits you and you're like, wow. You know, and you, you should feel that way. You did do that. So, um, so that's, that, that always struck me. I know it's a very important organization and opportunity for, for so many families, um, the other thing that I wanted to point out is a is a strong memory from when I was at the last West Point games that I went to, was um, being able to watch athletes. In such an age range, um, out there giving everything their all and, and really truly just competitive athletes. Some of whom were, you know, I don't know. I guess just to be frank and honest, some of them, which were older than older folks than I would have was expecting to see out running on the track and and running these races. Some of whom were, were literally running right after a race where uh, they they were tiny little kids, um, Mm -hmm. who were having an opportunity to do so. So I think. I bring that up, not really with a question, but just a comment and an appreciation for I left those days with well beyond a sense that the folks I worked with at Anderson and their families felt positive and included and welcome and celebrated and honored and recognized, but that it was such an overwhelmingly inclusive uh, entire day um, that I kind of just, you know, you want to recreate that feeling whenever you can. So I found it inspiring on, on more levels than I guess I expected to going in that day. Um, so I, I will repeat again. <laughs> if you're, if you're looking out your window on this sunny day, consider being a coach, you will then be able to gush as much as I am about um, special Olympics, New York and, and the opportunities that, that you guys provide for so many athletes. Um, but before we finish, Will, I want to go back to you. When we were getting ready to come on the air, you mentioned that there is a new sport that you're involved with um, called is it floorball? Yes. Can you explain what that is?
0: Absolutely. Um we actually just had our first regional event for it um just a few weeks ago down at uh, Hendrick Hudson High School down in Montrose. Yep. Um, it's a new sport that was offered at at the international level um that we here in New York um just recently started engaging with um over the course of this past winter season. Um, and there's a um a lot of different carryover and rules that are involved that um um that are almost catered from what you're used to from soccer and from okay. uh and from hockey. Um, there is, um, not as much or hardly any equipment that is involved, um, that's, um, that's needed, um, which was, um, great for a lot of teams that, um, had kind of incurred some costs into floor hockey. And that was kind of another factor that was ca- um catered into that, but it's been a lot of fun to kind of. Um, dive into a new sport and kind of get the feel and see and see how it's like. And a, a lot of our teams here ha- have been loving it so far and have just been uh, w- looking forward into uh, gearing into more opportunities that are going to uh, present from it. I, that's I, great.
2: It's a very f- indoor, fast-paced kind of field hockey game that's played with a bladed stick um, that's plastic and a wiffle ball on the floor. So you're playing with with four um, offensive people and one goalie. The goalie does not have a stick; they just use their hands. They can wear mm. they wear a face masked helmet, and that's it. Um, they're trying to score as quickly as possible. There's a lot of running and speed involved. Substitution is done on the fly, and um, you know it, the, the guys are just really enjoying it right now. They're learning the rules. The officials are learning the rules, um, but it's it's really quick paced. And in fact, Will, who is being extremely, extremely modest, um, he and some of the um, what we call unified partners were selected to attend the 25 World Games in Italy. So (gasps) he's going to Italy with his coaches and some of his teammates and um, some unified partners. Now, unified is is a little bit of a different concept. So um, individuals... Um, with intellectual disabilities, and individuals without intellectual disabilities will be playing together in a unified uh, concept game. So, wow. Yeah, Congratulations, six, Will. You know, there's six Thank guys, you. six guys that are his teammates and four individuals that are unified partners that will be playing together, and three coaches will be in attendance at that event. Okay.
1: All right. That's exciting. Congratulations in Italy. Not a bad, bad place to, to have to travel. Um,
0: no, not at all. Thank you. <laughs>
1: that's fantastic. Well, congratulations again. Thank you for the explanation. Um, unfortunately, we're out of time for this interview, but if you haven't heard something that, that excites you about getting more information about Special Olympics New York and how you can get involved, whether you're an athlete, uh, a caregiver, a professional, a, a coach, a former coach, a soon to be coach, um, then you obviously heard something today that's going to inspire you to get up and, and check out that website for more information because this is a great organization, touches the lives of so many people and is really important. Um, if we're talking about optimizing the quality of life for, for anybody, then, you know, recreation team. Sports, team opportunities, and the ability to volunteer to support um, those initiatives are really, really all heavily involved. So, I encourage you again to check out SpecialOlympicsNY.org for more information. And Ellen and Will, thank you so much for being on the show, and best of luck to you, Will, in your in your uh, in your trip to Italy and your and your um, uh, continued athletic um, success. And Ellen and Will, both of you, uh, here's to more success as you move forward with Special Olympics New York. Thank you so much. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you again. Thank you for having us.
1: My pleasure. This is One in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and remember, Anderson cares.
0: You've been listening to One in 36, a weekly presentation from Anderson Center for Autism, celebrating their centennial in 2024. Join them for another edition of the show next weekend.